3: you'll find anywhere.
1: Gentlemen, 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 now that we're in the off season, we now get to speculate about things like the transfer portal. You Freeze, prior to this game a few weeks back, doubled down on his starting QB Peyton Thorne, saying he's the guy and how risky it would be going into the transfer portal, potentially losing some guys you already have on the roster that he felt good about. A bowl game later, Q3 says, Sight. QB
4: position is (laughs) on. What happened was, uh, maybe not. I
0: said that? Uh,
4: About what I said before. (laughs) So, that happened
0: with my How my QB account is set up. I got a checking account and I got a savings account. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. Uh. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So we're we're going to talk about that, y'all, because it came out, was it yesterday? Yesterday, that Liberty's QB, uh, former QB now, Caden Salter, who many people got a chance to see uh, in the bowl game when they squared squared off against Oregon, uh, he is now in the portal. He was a former four-star QB, and I'll pull up some of his career stats. Uh, Actually, so you guys can see what he has done throughout his career. Uh, He's played three seasons total, I believe. Yes. Um, He is a former four star QB prospect who was out of Cedar Hill, Texas. He was uh, in the 2021 class. He was the number seven dual threat QB per 24/7. Uh, he committed to Tennessee's 2021 class. However, shortly after uh, enrolling early at Tennessee, he was dismissed due to a, f- a couple of off-the-field incidents. Uh, he transferred that year, later that year, to Liberty. And last year, we'll watch some of the stats, but he actually played under Hugh Freeze. He was one of the QBs who got injured that mm-hmm. year, that last year uh, that Hugh Freeze was coaching. So Hugh Freeze has actually coached this kid now just brought him to Liberty, but coached this kid. Here's some of the numbers here. Um, some of you may not be able to see that, but his height, six foot one, 200 pounds, a total of uh, over 1200 snaps he's taken in his career. He's thrown for just under 4,000 yards. He's rushed for over 1500 yards, 41 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, uh, a 59.8% completion percentage, uh, has a PFF rating of 75.8. Eight. Thoughts about this guy. Um, guys. Listen, we, we usually have not discussed portal QBs unless they're really serious. We don't know where this staff is uh in terms of if they're looking in the portal or not. Uh all of this is speculative, but just to hear from you guys, Q Freeze is saying that everything is open. You would think that that would mean that the portal is also open as well. But your thoughts on that, I'll, I'll ask you, B, uh, about about this as well as Caden uh, Salter. Why you get to go first?
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I, <laughs> I was right. We take no joy in having a bad offensive performance. He's wearing our colors, Peyton Thorne was, but you look at that performance and that is, okay, That that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Even if he could be better with the talent we got coming in, what we saw what his limitations are, I think they were clearly on display, and you got to do something better. Now, I did not watch Liberty play Oregon. I didn't watch Liberty at all this season. Even after they had a great uh, season, they were undefeated at the end of the regular season. I'm looking at the stats. I see the low 60s completion percentage. I see the—could you put—what was the—for the, uh, the, for the up 2023 up. season, the, the stats up there?
0: No, we don't have it. We ain't put that up there we yet. We put that
3: but, up yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's my
1: bad. his total—we put all his total career notes. Right, right. It seems
3: better better than serviceable, better than serviceable. We know Liberty was undefeated, but I don't know how much of that was their defense. I don't know how much of that was their skill position players because, of course, that stuff makes a difference. You can't just evaluate a QB in a vacuum. But I would take what I saw on paper of his stats and the completion percentage, the rushing yards, the ability to run and throw. I would take that. I, you, you could convince me of anything over what we just saw in this bowl game. So, what was, uh um, yes. Yes. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's B's thoughts. Salt. Yes, please. Yes. yes, please.
1: Yes, please. Mike G, your thoughts uh, on, your thoughts on what appears to be a change of direction for for Auburn based on the bowl game
4: and how we ended up here. Uh, we've taken this coach at his word. Uh, can we throw the stats back up there real quick? Sure. Sure. Uh, Sure. I, I I have two points to make here. Uh if fifty nine point eight percent is who he actually is, because be reference, you know, it's hard to judge straight from stats, uh, throw him back. Uh because if you're if he's gonna be that guy, you can't go through another year of limiting the volume of throws for sixty percent. That's Peyton Thorne all over again. He's gonna he hit sixty percent of his passes, and you only gonna let him pass it eighteen to twenty times a game. You're not gonna do any better with this cat. Yeah, you know, so that that stat stands out to me, right? If if that's truly who he is, but you have to factor in a lot of other things. You know, I I don't know if we had his adjusted on that gra- graphic. No, there's no, no adjusted completion percentage. I can find so it for you, but keep talking. Yeah, yeah, like you know, it, it's if if fifty nine point eight percent is who he is. No, thanks. I'd rather give me Hank Brown or Holden Gurner. Adjusted completion percentage is at 69.3. Yeah, look, as adjusted goes, that's not great. It's not great. So I, you know, my second thing here is they may... this I think this is the last day that you can jump in the portal, right? Like, midnight, it, it cuts off.
1: I, I think depending on when you play the bowl right. game, yeah, they so you, give get you, you get an
4: extension beyond your
0: bowl game appearance. Oh, I think okay. if it's like five days. days. Five okay, days. so yes.
4: possibly this extends to the eighth is what you guys are saying. Um, which, Man, he's already in the portal, so. No, for
3: everybody who played, what was that, Monday? That was the first, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's right. got five days until then the sixth
4: is the absolute last day. So what if you played for on 30th? Because Auburn playing on the thirtieth, <laughs> so you got to the fifth. You have the fifth, so you got two more days. Excuse, no, the fourth. The fourth. You got the fourth. Yeah, so tomorrow, tomorrow. okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Unless
0: so- you are a grad transfer, which you can hop in whenever.
4: Okay. Right. All right. So, and I'm just going to be blunt. Like Holden Gurner has one more day to make to make a get in, to make a decision. Yeah. And this, you are reversing course not only on what you said about the QB position, but what you likely told these kids to get them to come back. Then you just burned a whole bowl season of them being able to go explore opportunities just to do this in literally the 11th hour and leave them with little options. Listen, man, that would be seven shades of shit to do that to a kid. hmm now, I get it. You have to coach, but you, you you probably committed something to these guys about what the plan would be for 2024. You know, he didn't come out and say this without telling Payne Thorne that, 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 you know, this is the direction we're going. Now, obviously, his play has a lot to do with it. Uh, reportedly, he's supposed to be on campus. We'll see if that pans out. I I Man, I, it, there is a really sad situation coming for somebody involved in this process. If this kid comes to Auburn. But I think we, I think
1: we anticipated that after the bowl game, though, right?
4: Yeah, but but my point is, for the people who got commitments before the bowl game, this will be a sudden change of direction without, with little time for you to make a decision in your own best interests. Somebody's getting the short end of the stick here. I mean, I, if if your intent
0: is to hop in the portal before. Fall. To try to be, I mean, for spring, yes, but I mean, you could still go into the second portal period. You can call, try to so, go through the so competition. Yeah,
4: if, if you, yeah, if you want to battle through to, you know, if you want to battle for the the position in the fall, someplace else, missing a spring is <laughs> that's significant for kids who you know that's significant for kids who you, haven't started. That is that's just really significant. significant. Yeah. depends yeah, on where you're yes.
0: transferring, but yes, yes,
4: yeah, you want to be able to go through spring with your new school. So, like, I, I. <laughs> I don't see a scenario where anybody wouldn't want to go through spring with their new school and have to stay here all spring, knowing that you're going to transfer now after this. That would suck. Sure. I see sure. the rest of my time. I like,
1: <laughs> Ike, your thoughts about this whole change of direction. Um, just, just real quick, like did it, it seems as though this coach, this bowl game, gave this coach. A different set of eyes at this QB room in this situation. And it yep. seems as though he is going in a different, it, it appears as though he's going in a different direction.
0: What I will say is, I don't know that it gave the coach a different set of eyes. I think it gave people who were not willing to say, yeah, we'll put some money behind a change, a different set of eyes. And they was like, all right, you know what? Cool, go go get somebody else. Cause this ain't it, bro. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like you tried to tell us, Maybe we needed to go somewhere else and, and you and you said when we asked you, could you make it work with this? And you're like, I, I can make it work. It's going to limit me, but I can make it work. And then they saw it in the bowl game and they were like, oh, so yeah, it's, this is never going to get better. <laughs> like with weeks to prepare, with no Robbie Ashford controversy looming in the background, mm. this isn't going to get better. Okay. All we right, All right. We'll, we'll take the handcuffs off. Go do what you need to do. I think that's more what happened um, than anything else. Because listen, you've you've seen you've seen this story for what thirteen weeks of football.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the wide receivers have been who they were this entire season. Mm-hmm. The offensive line has been who they were this entire season. I just think it finally. I the biggest thing I think that happened was Hank Brown coming in and playing well. Yes. The problem you have is. Before the whole conversation was, if you go and get a portal QB, you likely lose two. And that means, it. and and everybody's thought process is that's Peyton and Holden. And it's like, well, I really kind of like Holden. I don't want to see him go. But then you see Hank Brown play and you're like, maybe I'm not so upset if Holden leaves, if Hank Brown is going to be good. And so I, I feel like I have another safety net that exists there. Or if PT leaves and Holden decides to stay, we got two guys still, right? So I think it gave a little bit more room for people to say, okay, maybe. Maybe we can go in a different direction. Um, but, yeah, I, listen, Peyton Thorne, I said this before the Birmingham Bowl two years ago when T.J. Finley was the starting quarterback going in here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That game was your opportunity to submit yourself for the next yeah, season. Yeah,
4: facts, facts. Yeah, as, a star- as a starter, yeah, 100%. You play a good yeah. game. We're not even talking about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think I think what I would say this too, just to put a button on this and get to the next part, because we, we got another graphic to show. And I mentioned this, I mentioned this in the post game, is that we were the the fan base were sold the idea that hey, if we put better players around Peyton Thorn, then we can evaluate him in a way to see if he's the guy. To your point, Ike, when Hank Brown came in and we start seeing receivers who were basically invisible throughout that entire game come alive in just two drives, it blew that whole theory apart. Yeah, you can't you can't sell us that you need more athletes when you see a guy come in and use the athletes you have.
0: And and let's let me just quickly debunk the it was garbage time and they were playing against second and third string thing, right? That only matters if it was the separation that changed it, right? Now, you could say, oh, he wasn't under as much pressure. I'll concede that, but he's a freshman. As he grows, he's going to get better at being able to recognize pressure, all this. So it's, that's, that's, but what people kept telling me is our receivers can't catch the football, they can't go make plays. I saw, Nobody drop a football that was thrown in their direction when Hank Brown came in. So apparently they know how to catch. I saw guys make plays where they were turning around, catching the ball Uh behind them, making one-handed catches on the sideline. So they were able to go make plays for the quarterback. I also saw him hit a deep shot, the same one that Peyton Thorne missed earlier in the game. And if they were in prevent defense, like people keep trying to say, then why was it one-on-one with a deep? shot of Mm -hmm. of a post that doesn't happen in pre-vet defense it's not the same thing so that's not real let's just call it what it was he played better yes they weren't rushing him and they weren't blitzing but the throws were on time they were accurate and they had anticipation you can't do that unless you know what you're doing you don't just happen into throwing accurately Mm -hmm. it's not real so that consistently yeah I, I mean, listen, I, and I'm not saying that he is going to be the heir apparent. I'm, I'm saying, saying it debunks the idea. Yes, right. It debunks yes. all of the ideas absolutely. that none of these other people can play football around the quarterback. Absolutely, right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. no, yeah. yeah.
1: well, that's that's the facts. Ab- absolutely. So let's talk about let's talk about the comparison because it, again, all eyes are on. We've been talking about the All eyes are on Caden Salter, and mm-hmm. if he visits, what's going to happen? Let's look at some of his stats versus Auburn over the past three years. Guys ready? Here we go. So you may be, depending on what device you're using, you may be struggling to see this. But uh, he didn't play a whole lot, obviously, in 2021. But in 2022, he actually played, as I mentioned earlier, he played eight games under freeze. Uh, 58% completion percentage. Um, He actually uh, threw for a little bit over 1,000 yards uh, rushed for 300, 380, through eight TDs, five interceptions. Uh, in 2023, uh, he got the main start there. 60%, almost 61% completion percentage. Uh, 28, uh, 2,869 yards. Rushed for over 1,000 yards himself. Uh, because of the type of scheme they ran, uh, Liberty actually had 2,000-yard rushers uh, last year. Uh, threw for 32 touchdowns. Six interceptions. We see what Auburn has looked like over the past three years as well. What do you make of this when you look at this stat line? I'm going to start with you, B. Will, again.
3: I'm looking at these numbers, and I think his 2023 season looks better than our 2023 season collectively. Of course, the passing yards were just so anemic for us this season. It was, it was harmful to my health to watch us try to pass the ball this season. I lost probably a couple of years off my life. I don't know if I'm going to get them back or not. I'm going to have to give up me my life 45 to get them years back. Then I look at the rushing yards. Like we we know PT had a couple of really good rushing games where we didn't expect him to. We know that Robbie, when he was in there, he was allowed to rush, and that's pretty much it. But a thousand yards from a from a quarterback anytime is amazing. A thousand yards from a quarterback is amazing. i I wish I had off the top of my head how many yards uh Nick Marshall had in twenty thirteen. It was over a thousand. Um Cam Newton He was over 1,000 or just under. I can't remember which one. I think he was like
4: 1,200. Campbell was 1,400 yards rushing. Oh, there you go. He he led the SEC that year. (laughs) Um, There is no
3: way you can downplay. Just the threat of being able to run for over 1,000 yards means that you're going to have some things wide open for you in the passing game, which is how he was able to pass for 2,800 yards. We sat here and talked about, well, if we get 2,700 yards from Peyton Thorne, that'll be the best of I it. Mean, yeah, yeah, we did. We got like 1,700 from Peyton Thorne and everybody else contributed a few too. 2,800 plus? No, that that's a remarkable year in terms of offense for Auburn. I like the upgrade because there is a little bit of familiarity there, being that Hugh Freeze recruited him, played some office with him, and now this man has been playing and winning, yes, at Liberty, yes, against Liberty competition, That's better than what we've had here. We haven't had uh, a a player at quarterback in the last couple of years that really knew how to capture the moment. Even Bo, when he was here, he wasn't as developed as the Bo we saw at Oregon. He learned how to play better. He learned how to win better. We haven't had winning quarterback play here. 2017? I don't think that's an exaggeration. Winning quarterback play was something you expected something good to happen, and it happened. I think this is an upgrade from that alone. The rushing ability, the ability to pass 61%, is not great. That's roughly what Peyton throwing threw for as well. So I don't think there's a downgrade, especially when we have some wide receivers coming in this year. I don't want to risk playing a quarterback who can't play well and alienating the wide receiver talent that we have. I'm looking, I'm seeing Cam Coleman and all this all-star game footage and he's saying War Eagle. I'm like, man, we can't let this man down. He is repping us. He is outstanding. He is an all-worldwide receiver. Can you imagine getting underthrown, overthrown, getting laid out in front of a DB and getting your ribs lit up because your quarterback sucks? And I could have went anywhere? Don't play with these people. Don't play with Perry Thompson. Don't play with Cam Coleman. And if Ryan Williams, don't play with him either. Put somebody back there that knows what they're doing. You you recruited them. You trained them and developed them somewhat in that first season in 2022. He continued to grow as a passer and a player because his stats got better. Get him down here. He's ahead of the curve already. Put this man in the game, and let's see what we got. I'm I'm all for letting uh, Hank or Holden, whoever wins it in spring, let's say that. Let everybody compete in the spring, no matter who it is. But you don't uh, neglect to bring this guy in. You don't neglect to bring Salter in as a clearly experienced football player because you're afraid of upsetting the room. The room is done. The room is done. Let the players tell it. The chemistry on the team wasn't good anyway. Let's shake some stuff up. Let's get some better quarterback play in here. And adding Salter can't do anything with help.
1: When you look at the stats, just from stats alone, I know we're just looking at numbers. Salter has never played in the SEC. Even though his first school was it was a was a SEC school, he never played in the SEC. He's bringing us some experience. Does this, at the very least, raise the floor if he comes in at Auburn?
0: Not really. That's like no. I, no. I don't okay. know how much it actually raises the, floor. the floor, and that's why yeah. I mean, again, I think that this kid is super talented. Let me let me start this by saying I think that Salter is super talented, but nothing about these stats raises the floor of anything, unless he is more competent in his like and i haven't watched enough of his film just looking at stats i ain't like oh man we gotta have this kid he's gonna do wonders i'm like okay i mean maybe he's maybe he's good maybe he's not but it ain't and and i really 2023 is really the only relevant year in this he barely had any snaps in these other seasons in that one year of work that ain't earth moving at liberty 32 to 6 in a touchdown to interception ratio, that's good. The rushing yards, definitely good. But, I mean, come on, bro. Like, I don't think, I, I just don't think that this raises anything. I would rather, I would rather they just develop the guys that are in the room. I'd rather just see Holden and Hank get a shot at competing legitimately with Peyton Thorne during the offseason and the best man win. Actually develop a quarterback is what I want to see.
4: Yeah, that's where I'm at on this. Look, it, this doesn't move the needle enough for Auburn. You've got, you've got. Because, I, I think,
0: and sorry to cut you off. Because if you bring him in, is he? Aren't aren't you guaranteeing him the spot? Like, like, is anybody else going to get a real chance to compete if you bring in Salter? I hope maybe they should stop guaranteeing anybody anything. That's what I. Would do. I don't know. Anyway, Mike, continue your point. My bad, dude.
4: Yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't think it moves the needle. Uh 291 Pass attempts is not anywhere near where Hugh Freeze wants to be in terms of throwing the ball. And and I'm repeat, I'm reiterating, if he's going to throw the ball at a 60% clip, just go with who you have. You can get 60% out of you know, any of the quarterbacks in your room right now. Uh you know, and you know Peyton Thorn can at least run the ball at a serviceable rate. So I, yeah, I, and I don't you know, to, to Caesar's point, I don't, I don't know how much of this translates to the SEC because these numbers are already kind of average. So, what happens, you know, when it's Georgia and Alabama and Oklahoma and, and, and Kentucky and, and all the other teams that Auburn's going to have on the schedule? I'm not sure how much of this translates. Just go, you you screwed the pooch on this one already. Just go with who you got. And, and let's be clear. The only reason we're talking about this is, is because this is probably all Auburn can afford in the portal right now. This is bargain bin shopping QB portal 101. Mm-hmm. 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 That's exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you 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 know what it's going to cost you to go out and get... A top tier portal QB, and it's got to be somebody worth upsetting the balance of your QB room right now. If you're going to break a promise to a kid that you made just two weeks ago, that dude better be damn good. I'm not. I'm not sure. And this is I'm reiterating what Ike said. It's not to say that Salter isn't talented, but this is a big gamble that this kid still has a jump to make that is worth. Upsetting the balance of your QB room right now. He's got to be a once. He's got to be a one a one year fix. Unless he's gonna, unless he's gonna be in contention for the Heisman or win you the SEC. He's got to be a one year he, fix. Yeah, so you can. He's, he's not. But those QBs aren't in the portal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, or unless you expect him to make that sort of jump. You, I, I don't see a reason to do this. These numbers are just not that compelling coming from Liberty. They're not. And, and, and you, I mean, you have to really think little of the guys that you have here. I, I asked Hugh Freeze in the post game, what does this say for Hank Brown? Well, it's wide open. Okay, but what does it say for Hank Brown? Because Auburn people were convinced that a QB competition happened this past fall. In hindsight, there wasn't much of a competition. You named a starter before the end of fall camp. Now you're going to bring this dude and you in in the 11th reason,
1: and you gave a in in, in retrospect a pretty so he crappy settled reason. down, yeah.
4: And yeah. then you're going to bring this dude in in the 11th hour and expect you know, and how are these guys? How do you expect to have a true QB competition where the people in the competition feel like it's an actual competition? Just crap on you know. It, it, you know, you. guys know how I feel about playing inexperienced guys, right? And using inexperience as the reason that you don't play them. Everybody's inexperienced until you get the experience. So if the other guy has to go out there and crap the bed before you'll go to an inexperienced guy, you're not much of a QB evaluator. If the crap has to hit rock bottom before you'll make the change... How good of a QB evaluator are you actually? And that's in large part what you were brought here to do. So I would rather, I've said my piece about what I feel like the ceiling for next season is. I think you can get there with the guys that you have in the room right now. You don't need to bring another dude in and, 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 and upset the guys who have been busting tail every week for you to make this move. Just give them a shot.
0: I disagree with a lot of that, but let's keep it moving <laughs> i listen i I agree like i I, I agree that it I, I don't know that it makes a whole bunch of sense it
4: yeah, doesn't make any sense
0: unless the guy is heads and tails better like it's got to be obvious and I just don't again just from the stats I haven't watched him play just from statistics what about those statistics are blowing you away well
3: for one Mike, you you got into volume of passes in Hugh Freeze's offense. He likes to throw somewhere around 400 passes a season, between 4 and 450, right? So for the 290 that he attempted this season, that Salter attempted this season, he has just under 2900 yards passing, which means he's averaging close to 10 yards per attempt, which is excellent because we are closer to 10 yards per completion at Liberty. Sure, sure. <laughs> Football's football. Football At is liberty. Football. It,
4: sure. It, SEC football is SEC football. Come on. Don't oh, do that,
3: Brian. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's just, it's
4: just, don't yeah. do that, Brian. Yeah. You know that that shit don't yeah. translate to the SEC. That sh- I got him. It don't translate. So, yes. <laughs> it does his, not his, translate his, to the <laughs> SEC. <laughs> we can go
3: <laughs> player after player after player who have come from one league and come. What's James McLeod was our best pass rusher, and he came from group of five. He's not the biggest pass rusher. <laughs> he's definitely not the most athletic as far as measurables, but he was our best defensive lineman. No, Marcus Harris, our best defensive lineman. And he came from one of the worst power five defensive leagues in the country and was a two-star recruit. You don't know what guys can do until you put them in the spotlight. That's the point.
1: I will say this. He's, he's, he, he ran a different offense than what Hugh Freeze would normally run. Uh, that was a really run-heavy offense he ran. I, I, at, uh, forgive me if I'm Master. wrong,
4: but didn't you freeze have this dude on the bench? <laughs> he no, he actually bench? was
1: playing. He got hurt. He played. He, played, yeah. and he played, got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. So my point last <laughs> year is this past year... Now that he freezes at Auburn, his head coach, now that he's got a lot of burn, he was running a very run-oriented offense, which I'm not sure the direction of Auburn's offense is heavily run-oriented, so I'll be curious to see how. I would be interested in that completion percentage that Mike G. did bring up, because passing, under my assumption, under Hugh Freeze is a big part of Auburn's attack moving forward.
4: Correct, and the adjusted, I'm telling you, not being north of 70 is concerning. <laughs> When you look at the average adjusted for you know QBs who throw for around that yardage, they're usually mid seventies to high seventies.
0: Yeah, last year his adjusted completion percentage was seventy point
4: seven percent. So just a, just just north just of just north of seventy. Like I, that's that's not very good. So again, you set this situation up if you're Hugh Freeze, you set this situation up, and this feels like just digging the hole deeper, hoping to hit gold. I, I, in my opinion, stop digging, go with who you have. And we know the feeling internally is, is that, you know, they don't feel like they have the people to be able to do the things they're going to want to do until 2025 anyway. Go with the guys you have. Yeah. And I think if it's a
0: fair and open quarterback competition, from what I have heard about what's happened in practice Peyton Thorne doesn't win that anyway. So, like everybody thinking right. that this is about Peyton Thorne and people, we wanting to see Peyton Thorne another year. I don't think he wins an open competition against those other three guys that are going to be in that yeah. room if it's truly open. So I just don't. It's, so, he, he I, so, hasn't performed I, so again, well
1: I, so really and truly, to put a bow on this guy's because we got to get to the break, yeah. this is really about Hugh Freeze.
4: Correct. And That's, about how he intends to run this program moving forward. This is exactly where I was going. After the dynamic that he set up with Peyton Thorne and the QB competition, I'm not sure this is the right move to make now. This feels like reaching. <laughs> and, so, and desperation. It's, okay. It feels like desperation.
1: Now, I, I don't
4: disagree Well, we're that. in
1: a desperate circumstance. I don't disagree I don't. To I, be I, fair. I,
4: no, no. I don't think that it's desperate. But... but I don't it doesn't get desperate until 2020 25. I I disagree. You win six to seven. It's too late.
3: (laughs) See, what you're talking about is real. As far as when you expect to be really competitive, you can't blow seasons and wins and stack up losses while you're waiting to get competitive. That's not acceptable. But this kid
4: doesn't move the needle towards what you're trying to do. You don't know that. You just think because he's coming from
3: Liberty. That he can't do that. You have you okay. do not know that. You do I, not. Well, Unless okay, you got but, a crystal ball.
4: Well, nothing that happened last year makes me trust that this staff is going to evaluate the right guy to come in and do that. Go with you, go with who you have, right? Because I, I, I'm factoring in the guys you already have in the room. Hank Brown created a sick He is the FSU of this for Q Freeze, right? what did, what did what did the committee want? They wanted FSU to lose so they wouldn't have a decision to make. Hank Brown came in and his version of whenever game. He showed out the guy that you sold out for. And now you're like, "Crap. Do I got to put him in the playoff?" Okay, or do I, I want to leave I, I, him I kinda outside? See, I kind of see how you brought that around. Right, yeah. Right, he took okay, the easy right. decision away. Like, I don't FSU know, took I don't the really easy decision away from <laughs> I, 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 the committee.
0: I, mean, I saw where he tried it's to It's a little do. bit of a stretch. I, I saw where he, was he was tried him. to go. Come, I, All right, I, yeah.
4: They're the FSU there. Like, but I'm also trying to get into to the break, too. So, Yeah, so. Yes, he was saying. I ain't going to argue with you. Then he keep explaining. Come on, guys. All right. My bad thing. My bad. Dang it,
1: B. All
4: right. Free t-shirt to anybody who agrees with me in the comments. All right. <laughs>
1: I don't see it 10 minutes 10 minutes later.